Welcome to episode 83 of the Never Iron Anything podcast. I'm Alan Anderson, creator of The Penguin and your sometime co-host. But fear not, dear listener, for I am joined by the professor of panelology, Tony Esmond. Hey, this has got it's nice. I quite like this. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I like it. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> this is my um, this is my tenth appearance uh, on the show, um, and as part of the anniversary of uh, of starting the show, we've decided to flip things. So for the first nine shows, uh, I picked the book we discussed, but this time around, uh, Tony, you've picked for me. Um, it's almost like you wanted to show me that uh, you could master my powers. So tell everybody, what task did you set me? <laughs> so I decided. I think it was tied up with the fact that I know you're a, a DC guy mostly, yeah. um, and that the, the the artist on this book is is probably I'm going to say probably best known for his DC stuff. Um, so I chose the Avengers, the original run, issue one nine five and issue one nine six, which are the first issues for the Taskmaster to appear in. Yeah. yeah. So these are these are cover dated May and June of uh, of nineteen eighty. Um, as you say, it's uh, George Perez on, on art duties and David. Is that we going from Michelini? That's what we the, said. We've agreed Michelini, uh, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as as as, uh, as the writer. Now, what I will say is, I um, I've got one of the the resource books that I use to prop up my, my laptop when I'm uh, when I'm at work, um, which is called the Slings and Arrows: The Comics Guide, a Critical Assessment. Um, when I, when I turn to the Avengers there and, and go through the various paragraphs to get to this bit, it does say uh, David Michelini followed the template for the um, the Avengers at this point, producing pretty average work, with the exception of 194 through 196. Oh, there you go. So they're, they're, yeah. they're not particularly um, supportive of them in this book. But it it's, is uh, a weird period of writing. It jumps about strangely and the art teams jump about a bit as well i think there's sort of a everyone seems to think that john byrne and, and george perez more about both of them i'm sure later but w did most of the avengers work but no there's all different people in this carmine infantino all sorts of people gene colon appears yeah it's a funny period actually yeah yeah and i mean but as was the case in the, the end of the 70s early 80s where comic community was going through a lot of different changes and the different trying to understand the stance of what a comic was and trying to achieve different things. Yeah. Um, and the, the balance between, at this point, I think the balance has swayed away from Marvel back to DC, um, purely on the, on the um, I suppose the coattails, I should say, the cape tails of the fact that the first Superman movie wouldn't have been, um, wouldn't have been long out by this yeah, point. Yeah, it's only well. what, two years ago? Was it 78? Yeah. The first one, I think, wasn't it? Something like that. Uh, yeah. 79, that sort of period. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think you know, there's there's an interesting thing with that in terms of the mix. Now, in terms of this, this is a for those that are thinking, oh, it's the Avengers. And um, when when I went into it, I must admit I was quite surprised by the Avengers lineup here. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, yes, it's got Captain America. Yes, it's got Iron Man. But then thereafter, it's Beast, Vision, <laughs> uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, Wonder Man, Wasp, and then also, and the, these stories also feature Ant Man, who wasn't a member of the um, Avengers at that point, yeah. and and Yellow Jacket. Now, I'll freely admit, Yellow Jacket was not well known to me at all. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Was, um, was and and you're forgetting the uh, the saucy lady robot Jocasta as well. 
Yeah, well, she doesn't appear. That, yeah, I do. I did have the who the hell is Jocasta <laughs> when we get to that? Because she appears at the very end of the second, uh, the second of the two, uh, two comics. Yeah. So yeah, I think being... she fetches someone a, a hot chocolate at one point, doesn't she? Is that right? She, well, there's a lot of where does all the hot chocolate come from? So, <laughs> I mean, so for, if I quickly summarise this whole story, yeah, that's a good right? idea. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's or, or my turn. This is basically a book about. Um, Rescuing the wasp. The wasp has been been captured. Maybe they don't know this, so they turn up at where they think she's being held. For some bizarre reason, Captain America decides to stand outside the the building. This is the best it. thing about it: is they Trunking are the most brightly coloured team ever, aren't they? And yep. they just they they're trying to pretend they're sort of virtually hiding behind a tree, but they're not really. They're just standing outside the building. In a snowfield as well. So not only are they <laughs> the brightly coloured, they're standing on white. And standing outside the building, they send in the two, or they send in one member of the Avengers and one person who he has brought along with them. Well, he's only just rejoined, isn't he? Because he, he had to go back and add his have his card stamped again before he could make it. So he says something well, about so that, doesn't he, I think? Yellow Jacket's on, but the, the Ant-Man hasn't joined. They don't know who Ant-Man is That's right. at this yeah. point. So it's, a, it's like, so they send the two of them in, and they stand outside and drink hot chocolate and <laughs> and have a chat with each other. No, I love this comic. Don't ruin it. <laughs> during, during which time, um, Ant-Man and the Yellow Jacket do what they need to do. Um, they meet, um, or they, 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 they fight the bad guys inside. They, they, they just about rescue Wasp. And then they meet Taskmaster. Um, I would love if they actually ever, or I know they're about to put Taskmaster in the... Um, the Black Widow movie. Black Widow movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a real shame they've not cast Greg Davis to to play it, just to have the the UK audience going. He really is the Taskmaster. Yeah. Um, they're they're then follow a process basically where they have a battle with the Taskmaster, and at which point Captain America says, "Well, <laughs> Iron Man, having had his his helmet filled with ants, realizes it's time to break into the building, and they smash a wall down, and um, and rescue the wasp." Then and yellow jacket. At which point, Taskmaster essentially lets off a magnesium flare and manages to disappear the because Batman everybody trick, blinded. Yeah, yeah, um, and um, and escapes with ease. Um, See, I found that, that strange because we we had about we had about five minutes of um, Simon Williams showing people that he's got iconic ionic eyes in mm. the previous issue. I think it was, wasn't it? So he shouldn't be blinded. Joe Caster's a robot, and she doesn't look like she's got eyes. You know, it's a bit of a weird one that, but uh, needs must when, a de- yeah. when the devil has to escape, I suppose. But they do the classic introduce him at the end of the first issue, which is it yeah. was a Marvel a Marvel go to, wasn't it? You look at you just look at the Wolverine. Well, it's, it's, everybody's go to, and it's, it's, it's all there's there's a couple of elements that are happening throughout all this. So there there is the um the, the, the superhero element, if you like, which is the 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 rescue of the the damsel in distress. There's the love interest element, or the the, the I suppose the, the, the two other you know. There's a soap opera element about um, Yellow Jacket and the Wasp and their relationship, yeah. and then there's a bigger soap opera element, if you will, of just the rest of the team just all standing around outside having hot chocolate, um, <laughs> and 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 trying to work out what you know what what to do next. So it it's it creates an interesting set of dynamics in terms of that is. Your, your your balance of a team book in terms yeah, of get this lots of weight over there and then we'll just concentrate on these two yeah there's a bit of that going on isn't there mm-hmm. yeah but at the same time also saying while they're waiting over there 
the the important bit is actually about the relationships between the characters yeah rather than necessarily their superpowers and how they um how they fight the bad guys it's all about that relationship piece yeah i loved all this man i think someone i put a panel up um to say i, I like to put a panel up midweek saying doing homework you know just to say mm. well, what i'm reading this week for the podcast and i put the one up of the avengers sort of that big hero panel of them smashed through the wall you know all standing there together and um I can't remember it was now. Somebody online said, "Oh, I love the relationship between Simon Williams, Wonder Man, and Hank McCoy, the Beast." And I and I thought, yeah, that's I love those two guys. Mm. And if you read on, if you read on to the next storyline, which runs up to issue two hundred, there's that that plays a big part in it. And one of my most one of my favourite pages ever is between the, those two. And um, I think I sent you a picture tonight. I've got the old bow and bust of Wonder Man in the red safari suit. <laughs> so yeah. I will defend. I love that suit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well should we should we start because this is a challenge kind of a challenge to you but i did it yeah. because i you're not a big marvel guy so what would be your no. exposure to the avengers is it something you dipped um, in and out of or it, real, realistically very little right. um absolutely very little uh it, it's my, my dipping in and out of marvel is much more about miniseries that are associated to some of the big characters, if you will. Um, and then obviously, of late, there's you know, significant exposure via other media. Yeah. And actually, you know, actually building up a little bit of knowledge about the characters through that. And some of the, you know, some of these characters, yes, you just know of their existence because, you know, the, the traits that, 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 that we know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And not like that. For, for all they talk about the Marvel and DC being different, they're not, right? And, it, it, let's let's be realistic that you know everybody or both universes have characters that go small both universes have characters yeah. who are red white and blue both you know etc et some that stretch some that have wings yeah it's all that isn't it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and so you can kind of go all right that's marvel's version of this and this is dc's version of that and, and, and so on and so forth so the but the actual comic i other than possibly reading the odd issue that would have appeared in a uk annual hardback type um, you know, Christmas annual type thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've read an Avengers comic um, before. Okay. Um, and um, arguably because I read these ones on Comicology, I can I still haven't physically. Okay. Read. Yeah. 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 Because um, I think when when I suggested yeah. it, I said, "Oh, don't can't try and buy the back issue because I think because it's the Taskmasters." origin issue or not origin but yeah. premier issue you know sort of thing the it's going to be quite pricey and i think it is i think they the second issue is about 40 quid or something um well fucking ebay at the moment right 100, 195 was going for about 20 quid for a decent one and then okay. 196 was anything between 80 to 100 oh wow okay right now the other reference book that i have on my desk because it's an inch and a half thick and helps prop up the laptops to the right height um is yeah. the 1993-1994 price guide for the uk oh nice um where both issues were marked as one pound fifty if near mint <laughs> so um kind of wish i've invested in some of them back yeah 93-94 only we knew you know, yeah i know i have noticed a significant spike in people talking about the master of kung fu issues they've bought recently mm. as well so i suppose it's just one of mm. those things isn't it mm. yeah so as well as not being a marvel guy you're not i'm, I'm guessing you had a comicsology account anyway did you yes, yes yeah but but i don't read and i read very very little through it um it's um generally i've been using it when if i got a free code with something that i'd already bought mm. 
then I would download that just to, to shove it into to Comicology. Now, and that was about it. Um, so it does make it interesting because I do think that reading it on Comicsology or reading it on the iPad like this, the colouring is um, it, it it's too strong. It's too backlit, um, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, I I don't go wrong. Reading it, I was like, yeah, printed on newsprint as this would have been in 1980. This it would be right, fine. Yeah, it, it would because you know, yeah. it would all saturate out and it would be be absolutely fine. So it's saying yeah, no, that it's. I know it is, it is ridiculous that they're standing outside this place there, you know, secretly watching, just blatantly standing outside. But the mm. it does look good in the snow. I have to say, I do like oh. the snow effect in it, you know. Look, so there's a, there's a mix here with, with multiple things. Yeah. We, we talk about that it's David and McLean. Right? I, when I opened this and started being I was like, all right, so David McLean, what do I know him for? And in my head, I was like, going, oh, my, he must be a big Marvel writer that I don't know anything about. Right. Um. Well, his background, and and yes, he probably is best known yeah. for um for his Marvel career, and particularly running on on Iron Man, I believe. Yeah, um, and, and Spider-Man, some, Man, yeah, yeah, well, Spider-Man stuff. But he actually he wrote an awful lot of of action comics. Um, apparently, he's the only person that was actually involved in both the the wedding issues for Spider-Man and the wedding issue for That's Superman. That's right. Yeah, I'd forgotten so that. So there's an interesting yeah. interesting balance there. Um, and he also wrote Justice League Task Force, which I <laughs> relatively fondly remember, but could not tell you a single thing about. Yeah, I think I read it, and um, it was the same. It was that little period of Justice League where I'm like, okay, you know, to be like, that. yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, he wrote yeah. Superman versus Predator as well, didn't he? Um, yeah, you, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I didn't know, you know that until I looked it that, up. I'm sounding clever, that, that but yeah. That was another one of those where you yeah. kind of go, yeah. Yeah, and he did, you know, he did all sorts of other bits and pieces around it. But no, I didn't, I, I was going to say, his name didn't jump out to me as as, as somebody that's, you know. So he's been, it seems unfair to call him a journeyman writer, but he is, you know, he's one of these writers yeah. that was working a lot in the 80s. And, um, yeah, I think so. And, and into the 90s. Let me, I've, I've where, just got, shall I just give a point of history? So born yeah. 6th of May, 48, created... Venom. I think there is a little bit of a disagreement around that Venom thing, isn't there? There's two in and fro in it, but I think we'll say for the for purposes of this, he created Venom. He created Scott Lang, who's Ant-Man. I think Scott Lang is the one who's in the Ant-Man movies, isn't he? I'm right in saying. Yeah. Uh, War Machine, Taskmaster. Started at DC, actually. Started on House of Secrets and Swamp Thing. He did the bit between Len Wein, when, after Len Wein left and before they rebooted it again, you know, that period. Around the time of the first movie, I think. Um, wrote Aquaman in Adventure Comics, which is actually not bad. Which was, mm. I'm saying Jim Aparo, is that right? Or not? I think it was. He did a lot of, lot of Adventure Aquaman, Comics, didn't but he? that would, would post, probably it would, be... It would be post-Nick Cardi, wouldn't it? I'm guessing it would be that, that period. Yeah. Um, he wrote... Given pro- that on, he also wrote a little bit of Phantom Stranger, and that would have been Aparo, of definitely. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, he wrote Karate Kid, um, under the, the pen name Barry Jameson. I bought some of them the other day. Um, he created <laughs> the, the classic Star Hunters with Don Newton. I actually quite like that, actually. <laughs> um, then he went to Marvel. He worked on the excellent run on Iron Man with Bob Layton. Um, so we got the the alcoholic, you know, demon in a bottle period. We got the... He, he played about with the armour, for I think, kind of the first time, really. You got the space armour. You got the undersea armour. You got the sort of stealth armour. Introduced Bethany Cabe and Jim Rhodes, Rhodey. So that's uh, another another... He's doing well, isn't he, for people that have been made into movies, you know. Um, <laughs> he was um, later back on Iron Man and started the Armor Wars storyline. Um, he worked between 78 and 82 with Burn and Perez on the Avengers. Amazing Spider-Man, he worked between 87 and 94 with Tom McFarlane. 
Eric Larson, Mark Bagley, you know, something that a lot of people consider to be quite a classic period, you know. I think mm. at one point, now I'm not sure if this is still is true, but at one point he was certainly the second longest writer on Spider-Man after Stan, which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah. 90s, went to Valiant Comics, worked on Ray, Hardcore, that's not what you think, Turok and Magnus, and Deathmate Yellow, the classic Deathmate Yellow. Um, then he, Did you read the Deathmate series? Uh, the first lot, but not... Hard going. Uh, and he went uh, back to DC, like you said, Just Lee's Task Force. He did the action comic stuff and Superman vs. Predator. 2007, he wrote a Kolchak book for Moonstone, which I actually own and didn't realize it was him. And he did some phantom stuff. He, 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 I heard an interview with him the other day and he said he had three aims in, in, in when he joined comics was to one, write a comic, two, get a series, and three, create a published series, which he managed to do. I think he did, is it Claw the Unconquered? I think it's a dc book isn't it um and he did unknown soldier as well at one point um yeah. he um, yeah, he's, had, he's had his finger in lots of i lots think of he parts. has and he seems like I a think, nice guy you know his, his name just did not when i when i first read it i was like i was like not jumping off from into my head as somebody that and yet i own a lot of these um, a lot of these books it's yeah it's one of those yeah i know what you mean um, i suppose you should mention the incas as well because incas is incas is an important element of Perez. It would go. I'm sure we'll talk about Perez in a minute, but the Incas on Perez's work are important, I think. Um, and in this, you've got the first issue has got a combination of Jack Abel and Dan Green, and then the second issue we're talking about has just got Dan Green in, I think, off the top of my head. Um, and uh, I mean both. Again, j- journeyman, you know, meat and potatoes Incas, I suppose. You know. Mm. And yeah, you're you're right. It's so it's Jack Abel that's the. Inker on the second one. So oh, is it? Sorry. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think there is great debate with regard to Perez's work does change dramatically depending on who is inking him Yeah. Um, in, in terms of some of the quality that, that comes through. Um, well, do you, you want to, do you want to dive into some Perez talk now. then? Because I've got a couple of questions. For well, I'll just say a few things first. Okay, let's, okay. let's stick with the book because I think once, okay, once we get into Perez, I think we'll leave the, we may end up leaving the book behind because there's so yeah. much Perez to, to talk about. Yes. So for for both of these books, they, they do have something that I absolutely love. Yeah. I love a cover that's got a speech bubble on it. Yeah, me right? too. Yeah. Absolutely. And given that the... Um, yeah, it, it and that yeah. So there's there's there, there's something really nice about that that that's, that, that just it, it it really dates a book because yeah. you just don't see it anymore in, in terms of it. Um, I really don't know why they're so against it these days. It's surely there's room for it somewhere, you know. It's because they want to make posters out of it and they want to make you know yeah. the resale art, but more I suppose. Um, but yeah, covers today just don't tell you what's inside the book. Yeah, this will t- this tells you a lot more about what's going on in the book. Certainly that um, one nine five, where it's you know, properly telling you that this is you know the wasp tied up to a yeah. machine, um, wearing um wearing a costume that is, <laughs> only has one leg, which is yeah. which is weird. It's a go to <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, and given that there is a line actually in the book where she talks about the fact that she was outside and she was so cold, I was as blue as my boots. Which... <laughs> <laughs> was a, I always really? see when I see things like that. I was thinking, did they get the colouring wrong on that? Do you know what I mean? Because she, had, you may not know this, but she was famous for having a costume 
in every issue. So you would have a costume change almost every other issue sort of thing. Um, and it was because she was into fashion. Um, and so this was the current, this was the current one, just the current version, you know? Yeah, well, for, yeah. So, well, this is a full-length body lycra, but only has one leg and only has one arm—the opposite arm and leg. Yeah, uh, which is interesting choices. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and going through the, you know, it, it's it's really heavy in the ex- exposition. To yeah, I've written, I've written the dialogue is very eighties as well. It's, it's, it's very, cl- and, you know, and there's a yeah. lot, particularly when Cap speaks. I don't know if that's just. The way that they they say you know want to make him be apple pie and all that, um, I did love some of the references that appear on page five of um of the um, one thing five where it talks about um talking about the Iker sanction um yes yeah because he's and I was, I was like oh that's really dating it again that's brilliant they're trying to give him a <laughs> stick know? aren't they where he, he he talks about movies in comparison to everything he does I think aren't they that's what they're trying to yeah do. yeah I've got the media you've got the wasp. Which is kind of <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and, and you know, all power to pairs at this point. So, who would really want to draw all those ants? Yeah, because he's you know, there, there's lots of ants in this. Maybe that was the start. Um, Maybe drawing lots of ants is what led him to drawing lots of people all the time, you know, which is what he's, he's yeah, kind of known but, for. But the he? thing is, he, he, you know, he, he's drawn more team books, or certainly at that point, he was drawing more team books than anybody else, and he was going through. Um, pages and pages while other people were, were you know just doing one or two books but just with a single character in it so yeah. there's there, there's a lot for that um also the thing i loved is on page six so one of the the, the building that the, the guys are in for the purpose of the story is a training house for goons <laughs> yeah right and i was trying to think there are other stories where that that's been the case and there's a couple of great ones in, for, for dc when there's um the Riddler's goons, and it's the um, there's the most recent thing actually I read about it was in I think it was in Injustice, okay, where it's yeah. um, Harley Quinn and her gang of Larrys because she can't remember the name of any of her, <laughs> her goons, so she just calls them all Larry. But on page six of, of when I found the where they're talking about the fact that oh, different people are looking for for different goons to, for the background. I love the, the, the photos are on the wall. Yeah. You've got Doc Ock there and the Red Skull, and I'm not really sure what the other one's supposed to be. Um, right. But yeah, it's just a really nice sort of way of just a throwaway <laughs> yeah. thing. Just like, oh, I wonder who that's supposed to be. That's great, isn't it? I think that's what Michelini says about how he came up with the Taskmaster, is he said he, he always wondered where the goons came from. Mm. Uh, he thought, oh, um, then he got thinking about the Taskmaster, and he wanted a villain who was a villain but didn't have to engage with the heroes, thus giving him a longer life as a villain. So yeah. you could be a villain and train the bad guys. Now that's what task, how he came up with Taskmaster, sort of thing. Yeah. So Taskmaster's main powers or stick is the fact that he can copy any other hero that he's seen, yeah. So that he can beat them with things. Now, is does that make him basically Marvel's um, Amazon? Yeah, uh, in a way it does, doesn't it? Yeah, his is. Yeah, his is not related to any kind of superpower. It's just an agility thing, isn't it? So yeah. he can copy a karate kick if he sees it once. There's a, there's a there's a twist in this. Now, I, I actually really like the Taskmaster in this. I think he works well. I think it's a nice idea. Um, but later on, of course, Marvel mess with it, don't they? And they have him injecting himself, so his powers become more enhanced and all this sort of thing. 
Um, and every time he uses his powers, he loses his long-term memory. So he forgets that he was married. He forgets that he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, which explains away the fact that he doesn't, he's never been a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in this one, you know. And mm. they Marvel try and push him into being a bit of a sort of Deadpool, you know, joke-cracking character. It's a bit... He's gone a bit to shit. There's a miniseries running at the moment. I'm I'm not buying the issues. I'm just reading it on the Marvel app. And it's just not him, man. It's it's not great. He's also the person who helped train John Walker to fight like Cap. Because he had obviously right. watched all of Cap's moves and, and yeah. could replicate them, you know. But yeah, they're definitely that Amazon thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Again, it's just that there, there are no new ideas. Like, yeah. At, yeah, at, yeah. At um, moving quickly on to page eight, the top panel there where it's um this this is nineteen eighties comics um machinery. Um <laughs> yeah. yes this is Perez, but this could equally have been burn um yep. in, in terms of that panel in terms of the amount of can we, can we just mm-hmm. quickly go back to the previous page because yeah. I love the down view through the grate in the roof. Yeah. I love that down view. That shows he even just the, the colouring in it, I know it's, it's slightly eighties, isn't it, the way the, the the people are near the camera are in shadow in a sort of a light blue and then they're, they're looking down i really like that panel i think it really shows that he knows how to use perspective and distance and the color really brings it out i just i've always liked that panel i think it's a good idea you know yeah mm, yeah though i don't know why she has to have that big head mask yeah she's got a head in a <laughs> rather, fish tank yeah. <laughs> yeah rather than just something over the mouth to say you know because she's been gassed at this point to be yeah. unconscious um it, it, it's just it's just a weird choice of yeah yeah know, put her head in a head in a box that's full of gas yeah it's a um, bit weird isn't it yeah it, yeah um i'm trying to think was there anything else that's particular for the first one that oh uh, what in the first issue yeah, yeah um i like the um so there's a twist there's a there's this bizarre twist where she janet van dyme the wasp has met this bloke who sort of turned up at Avengers Mansion and complained about he's been kidnapped and being kept against his will. And she looks after him. He's taken back to this sanitarium. And she, that's how she gets herself involved in it. So she goes to try and find him. And then there's a there's a discovery in this where she discovers that he's actually a clone. It's all a bit strange. I don't actually know if yeah. it's completely and utterly necessary. Um, Which, yeah, as, as a MacGuffin, it's very complicated, particularly as I understand it doesn't go anywhere after yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. It's a weird <laughs> never one, gets it? mentioned ever again. Yeah, there's a weird yeah. moment outside actually, which I thought was worth mentioning that shows that times don't change really. Is that um, Wonder Man gets told off by Miss Marvel, aka Carol Danvers, who's Captain Marvel now, for being sexist. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jocasta is nipped off to get a hank of coffee. <laughs> yes, with yes. five sugars, and again. <laughs> Because, because, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy for that. Where they go, oh yeah, let's you know, and and the whole time Cap is just standing there, and the Vision is just standing there staring at the building. Yeah, going, wonder what's going on inside as you know, as Bedlam ensues. Perez draws um, a great beast, doesn't he? I've always thought that. I love yeah. I love the way he draws draws blue hairy beast. You know. Yeah, and then we, we, as I say, things things ensue. Hey, very odd spaceship arrives or sorry it's not a spaceship it's just a, a flying craft sort of super um, villain it is, bear in yeah. mind they're meant to be fucking covert do you know what i mean it's yes. meant to be a secret hideout you know and, and given that the, the the hideout building is a classic horror movie type mansion type you know with a spiky <laughs> roof and all that sort of stuff suddenly it's this you know yeah it's got a helicopter pad on top that the, the thing can land them yeah um yeah. 
And then the Taskmaster appears. Now, what is it about turn-down boots? <laughs> they love them, don't they? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody, every superhero that came along, or everybody, sort of, can you count them? They look like they're a pirate. Them. Pirate boots, I always used to think of them. loves a down-down boot. Yeah. Because, I must admit, and again, this is where the time is all wrong, because the, the Taskmaster here is obviously four or five, four years before Deathstroke is, is created. But clearly Perez, when he went yeah. to draw Deathstroke, said, oh, I've just used the Taskmaster. I, I was going to ask you yeah. about that, because I'm, I'm guessing you were a Teen Titans fan. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. And the sword. I always think the sword's very similar, isn't it? The sword, the fact he carries a shield like that, again, which, you know, and just the the belts and the, the, the ties around the, um, the thighs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, for... If you didn't know the character, you literally would say, right, get a Deathstroke toy, take the head off, get a Skeletor, yeah. get a, put the Skeletor head on top of the Deathstroke toy, and that is the character. Yeah. Um, which is fine. You know, I can live with that. But again, it, it's very of its time, very, um, the, you know, the, this is the design that, that you go with there. And, you know, as a splash page reveal of a new character, it's great. It, yeah. You know, it, it gives you everything you want. The fact he's standing there holding the two heroes, you know, underneath them who are being knocked out looks wonderful. I remember um, as a kid reading this and thinking, he's done them easily there, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, together as well. Yeah. It's, um, you know, so no, it's, it, it's, it's brilliant from that perspective. I love that in terms of the, um, the piece of it. Good. Which moves us on to 196. Again, there's a nice speech bubble on the cover um i i i my my copy of this is read to bits as a kid i actually got this issue first and then like ran around all the news agents in these in west london and found the previous issue but the um it certainly i don't it's all bad now but i certainly don't remember it being that green because i'm I'm reading on the marvel app by the way so right i'm back yeah yeah the other thing i love on the cover is it's got um john ottaway's um grinder profile element about he's looking for men who like to kill um, <laughs> yeah, yeah good old Donald's way he's not really a murderer the uh yeah yeah it's good and you've got so, the um, um you've got the burn corner box which we forgot to mention didn't we from before mm, so the burn yeah. the burn avengers appear in the top left um burn and perry's were the guys back then weren't they oh and and through the the 80s i would yeah. say in, in in terms of that um a lot again the second issue is is perhaps a little more packed with action. Um, was, there, was there any particular pages earlier on that? You um, to go? I actually really like page six, the way that that wonderful layout of the page of how to and this is Paris does a lot of this of little panels sitting on top of a big image. Yeah, I like that, and it's it's very. Um, there was a bit of that going on. It reminds me of some um, Galassi work as well. You know, you got the um, Storenko work. They Mm. That that longer, bigger image with the smaller panels around it. I really like it. I really want, like the design of that. I mean, it's not particularly sequential, but it's kind of it's no. instructional, isn't it? He's sort of saying, "This is what but I it, can do." Yeah, it's 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 a solid image of the the, the face in the background itself and the logo, which I think is very Perez to put that sort you know to make a big logo appear and or worked into a big. Image oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, otherwise, so, it would have been a big white space, wouldn't it? I'm guessing. Yeah. So one of the things I, I shared online last night and in, in, as I was doing my preparation for this is I, I dug out the um, the Paris portfolio that DC produced yeah. from A Lonely Place of Dying. Um, 
and there's a couple of which are basically um, reprints of the in black and white of the covers from that Batman Teen Titans uh, New Titans crossover. Right. And there's there's a couple of pages in that covers in that where it is just you know lots happening, but you still find room to put big logos on. So I had the Bat logo, the Robin, the and the Nightwing, maybe something else. Oh yeah, yeah Titans T. Okay. Um, the, the you know where where again it just stands out big. This is the you know he works the logos and great. So you know I, I love the, that sort of page that that screams sort of Perez to me, um in, in terms of what, yeah, what's going lovely, on there. The I can I just say something about page one of that issue is the it yep. opens on it's quite wordy this issue um as was the last one but it opens on oh Michelini what are you doing my friend but it says the French have a saying, cherchez <laughs> la femme look for the woman what on earth do you mean? Well, <laughs> Just like okay, fair enough. Yeah, good. Yeah, there's enough words in both of these, you know, as and a lot. You know, if you look at page four, where there's so many panels going on there, one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, and each panel is full, which again is very much a Perez thing of the that yeah. era, um, which is absolutely wonderful because there's loads of action going on and movement and and, and uh, you know and things are happening. But yeah, today that page itself would probably be four pages and there's enough dialogue in here to yeah, cover it be, wouldn't it? Yeah. eight you know, episodes. And what was it? I recently read uh, The Batman's Grave by, by Ellis and, and Hitch. Yeah. And that could have been compressed down to about four issues instead of the 12 that it was. Okay. You know, and it followed this sort of format in, in terms of, yeah. of the book. I mean, as a kid, I, these, these panels are still on my retina. I read this mm. comic. So I would, what happened was I got this comic. We went to France or something, I think, and I read it in the back of the car, read it in the back of the car, read it in the back of the car, you know, and then came back and went desperately, went searching for the previous issue. And I actually remember every single movement. I, the, the bit where the kid is, do, you know, jumping the lasso, the bit, you know, bit, the American football bit, even the bit where he's just sitting there reading a paper, and then all the yeah. bits, which is him copying Spider-Man, which is quite cleverly done, actually, just showing him. So, so yeah. for people that can't see, it's got Spider-Man jumping over a flagpole. And then it's got a white like outline of someone jumping over the flagpole. In, in, in other words, saying he then did it. So everything these heroes did, he then went and did. So it's got Captain America throwing a shield and he's throwing a dustbin lid. And it's got um, a martial art. It's got Iron Fist kicking someone in the face. And it's got him, obviously, at a martial arts studio kicking someone. And I remember these so well, thinking that's such a, such a clever thing, you know. And, and it's well done. It's representational of it. It's very clever the way they did that rather than... Well, it's very wordy anyway, but they could have just explained it in some painful way, couldn't they? You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as I say, I love that page. Um, the story then goes on that the one of the main protagonists has a heart attack. Yeah. And, and, and disappears. Uh, the, you know, you're thinking he is one of the other bad guys. He's one of the guys that runs the goon um, training facility. That's a very. Um, that's another very Storenko page, isn't it? for me yes yeah oh. lots of panels yeah lots of panels and again lovely motion actually in the, the sort of top row panels of yeah. the guy falling down which is really nice it then has one of the best lines in the bottom panel there about hey one day you want another cup of cocoa the marshmallows have all melted <laughs> think, what are they doing they can fly yeah. anywhere and they've been sitting outside this house for ages drinking yeah. hot chocolate um <laughs> the avengers finally... was like this though the avengers actually had issues that were just down issues which was them yeah. messing about at the mansion, just between adventures and stuff, and I kind of like that as a kid. I mean, it's it's the it's the Marvel equivalent of what they used to have in Legion Superheroes, where you'd have a an issue just spotlighting one of the characters. Mm. You know, it's a bit like that for me. 
Yeah, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, yeah. The thing here is that they've got the, all the other characters there with them, but not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. But with the Legion of Superheroes stuff, it was like, yeah, you're off. We're all just on you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not actually. Um, the, and the ant thing I like. That's where I don't think's fine. Yes, and then it's the Avengers assemble. And then you've got the explosion through, and then you have the most superhero posed. I mean, that's that's the end of the most recent. Well, it's not the end of the most recent Justice League movie. Yeah, it's very <laughs> it's similar, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's three three hours in to the four hour version of the movie, <laughs> where they all they all stand, not quite all got their hands on their hips, but you know, in power stance mode. But it's um, it's what not. What was far Wonder off, Man right? thinking? It was the eight. You look. You should just be lucky. It's not in khaki, and he's gone in red. Oh, I imagine it was short sleeved. Um, yeah, yes. yeah. I have oh. to. I have to say, as a kid, though, uh, you know, as a, a, a burgeoning, you know, just reaching my teen years, I did have a bit of a thing for Jocasta. Yeah, he's quite saucy, and obviously Miss Marvel in those. She's it's the classic bikini <laughs> dress, uh, swimming yeah. costume with boots, isn't it? You know, it's uh, it's people forget that costume, don't they? Sometimes Frank Cho. I think no one will do it better than Frank Cho did it that one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love the Beast yeah. and the Avengers. It was a it was a strange oh. one because he wasn't in the X Men, and I was loving the X Men at the time. Yeah. But he just he fitted in quite well for me. I liked him in there. You know, he's got he's, he's funny and he's friendly and he's it's got a bit of heart to him. He's almost like the thing of the Avengers for me there. You know. Well, that that was that thing, is it? He is the the outsider of going. I'm, I'm a little bit of an outcast because I can't be who I want to be at times and, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of issues um, in this. I think a couple of issues before this, he goes on a date with Wonder Man with these two girls they've met, and uh, and uh, the Beast has got like sort of seventies flowery yellow shirt with high collars, you know, and like a a cool jacket. It's quite cool. It's funny, you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They then proceed to battle, and um, on page twelve, there's a you know classical fight scene that again very. Perez and Byrne type type look about it for the, or the time where they're, um, I don't know how many characters in that panel actually. Yeah, it's a big unit. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Hold on. Yeah. And, and again, eat soul, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, as, as Beast kicks somebody in the face, um, which is great yeah. um, for that. But, uh, you know, and there, you know, the rest of the episode, the rest of the issue, it then goes a bit weird because Taskmaster looks to escape. He manages to get through a door that nobody else seems to have seen, but already on the the other side of the door is Jocasta. Yeah, and is it? And that's where he basically goes. Oh, I've not seen you before, therefore I don't know how to beat you. Um, and it, it's just a bit weird. What I, you know, it, everything just gets wrapped up really quickly. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'll um, I'll just um, explode this flash of light, blind everybody, and and disappear. There's a little bit of a yes. foreshadowing of Jocasta being a threat to me in this, mm. which I don't think was particularly carried out. But it's almost like she's she's got him alone. She's clearly much more powerful than some of them perhaps suspect. And she yeah. just does him in one go, pretty much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, she was always kind of always when I was reading this, I was thinking, oh, she'll get together with the vision. That'd be all right. You know, it was always like a there was a sort yeah. of will they won't they thing going on. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to say about these issues? Because I just a couple of thoughts myself about it. Um, not especially, man. You go on. Okay, so when I, I first when I first read these just now, yeah. or the, the other week there, I must admit I, I went in with partly the wrong attitude because I was like, going, "Oh, I need to study this because of the way that we've 
studied some of our books yeah. prior to now, okay, yeah. um, which meant it was taking notes as I was going and stuff. And I realised, no, no, it stopped that because it was breaking. You know, every other book that we've reviewed up to now, I'd read before, and therefore rereading it again, I, I you know, I could stick with the story and stick with the flow. Yeah. Um, because initially I was like going, I don't really like this, right? And I couldn't work out why. And then I realised there was two things, probably two reasons why. One, you're you're saying that you got this in. Um, in that sort of 10, 11, 12 age bracket. Yeah, I would, I would have been, been um, yeah, 11 or 12. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So I'd have been about eight when, when this came out. An eight-year-old me would have loved this. Okay? Right. My problem is reading it now, I see all the flaws in it, as in going, well, you can't just jump from that bit to that bit, or you can't just have a flash and everybody dis- you know, everybody's blinded. You can't, you know, and you you actually, this, this is a book and this is what we're not producing properly in the comic industry at the moment. The, this is a book that's meant for young adults to read and thoroughly enjoy and get into. Yeah. And I um, think what they do is they lay in so many characters, there's no way that 11-year-old me wouldn't be going, oh, fucking hell, I really need to read the Iron Man comic now. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, and yes, it's heavy on the exposition, but you're like, well, yeah, this might be my first comic. You know, or, so you yeah. have to, you know, we're, we're, we're picking up on it. And then the other thing that I found quite that that was I was struggling with it is that there's big bits of this, and I used the word soap opera earlier, and I use that advisedly. This is almost like saying to somebody who is an EastEnders fan, "Oh, you really should go and watch Coronation Street from 20 years ago or 40 years ago." Right. Yeah. Where you step into it and you kind of go, "All right, I know who two or three of the characters are, but the rest of them I don't really know." (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the the best bits in this book are about the relationships, right? The actual fighting the baddies, all that sort of stuff, isn't as important as the actual relationship bit. And the relationship bit is the bit that's a lot harder to get into. I think that's where okay. you need to have you know you, you read twelve of the issues and you're in there and you're around, you're going you say right I know where everybody interconnects. Now we mentioned New Teen Titans, and we'll go into Perry's in a second. I think New Teen Titans would be exactly the same for anybody trying to break into that. Yeah, and the X Men was doing the same at the time as well, man. You know, yeah, yeah. that was. And that's you know, it, it's a case of because what they, I think, what comic books were doing at that point is yes, if you had a standalone character, maybe continuity wasn't such a big thing, um, and certainly from a DC perspective, you basically could do whatever you like at that point because you know we're in a pre-crisis world. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the stories don't really need to tie together and we don't really need to worry about the fact that Batman is on that side of the planet at the same time as he's in Gotham or whatever. Um, and it's the same with this. It doesn't matter if Iron Man's got his own title and he's, he doesn't have time to sit around and drink hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I was reading it the first week, I was like going, I'm not getting the relationship bit. And that's possibly, as I say, I think that is that soap opera element that's really important to this because that's what then engages you with the characters. You follow yeah, their story and their relationships with each other from one villain fight to the next. The actual villain fight that that, that they're involved in is a lot less important. You know, and I think the exact same with Legion of Superheroes. And you're right, the X Men falls into that that category yeah. as well, which is why I never got into the X Men because 
at the time that I got back into comics, it was you know essentially impenetrable. Yeah, oh <laughs> god, it was, wasn't it? Oh my yeah, god, I mean, it, 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 up until recently, it probably it probably still was. Yeah. I'll tell you what else. Who else was doing it for a bit of, just prior to this was the Justice League as well. There's a little mm. run of Justice League where we got the um, the Manhunter privateer stuff and Snapper Car and all that sort of thing. And there was a little bit of the soap opera there as well. You know, you got Red Tornado being a bit of a Vision esque. You know, I know he predates the Vision, but there was that well, sort of robot without a soul kind of thing going on, wasn't there? You know. When when the Justice League came back, Justice League International, that was also... Oh, of course, that was completely, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relations. Anyway, the reason that they took out the, the big three was so that they could turn around and say, let's put this together. And I reckon if somebody today went in, not necessarily... The, not issue one, because that does have a nice setup, and not one punch, because everybody knows the one punch thing. Yeah. But if you just actually went into some sort of, I don't know, issue 10 or something, and went, oh, look, who is ice and fire and how are they having that relationship with guy gardner i don't understand what's going on you know that whole whole bit of it would be really quite difficult to get a hold yeah. of initially yeah, yeah. you know you gotta you gotta build it up so yeah. it wasn't that i disliked this book it's just i realized that the reasons why i wasn't getting into it initially were because of the the, the bits that are strong are the bits that take a lot of work or that you need to build up you, know, you need to build a, I need to build a relationship with the characters to to get into this as a as a whole. I get you, man, yeah. No, I see what you mean. And okay. I've I've got great love for it because I grew up with these characters, you know, I think. Mm. Um and but I, then again I did like Teen Titans as well and Justice League. Um um Legion is one of my favourite books as well. But, yeah. but again, you've built that relationship. Up. Yeah, it's the uh, I think it's the, it, it, I'm trying to think what would be the equivalent for you to turn and say, here's a team book that you know nothing about and drop you into the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. You there's a, maybe. And there aren't, aren't many team books. Yeah. Yeah. The, how, much, how much young blood did you read? Yeah, exactly. There wasn't um, there. Yeah. But they, I think a lot of good TV, a lot of mediums do this well. And I often, mm. I heard, I once heard this TV writer talk about it, um, about how good TV series creates a family that draws you in. And that's what they're talking about. The soap opera thing. So you look at, even look at yeah. something like, Star Trek The Next Generation had a father figure, a brother figure, you know, a mother figure, all this sort of thing. And they did it with Buffy. They, they do it with a lot of things. And I think they do it with books like Teen Titans and The Avengers and The X-Men. It, it creates a group that you become part of, a family of some, whether it be a friend's making a family or an actual family, you know, you become part of it, you know. Fantastic Four yeah. did it so well, didn't it? You know, it's the iconic version of it, I think. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, and I, I think the difference, well, maybe slightly different to Fantastic Four, is it feels like a closed unit. So therefore, um, it's probably easier to understand who the you, you, the the four characters are quite more iconic. Yeah. While something like this version of the Avengers, this lineup, and this is similar lineups of um, of the Justice League, where particularly where they've got rid of some of the big, big characters, or they're like not playing Justice League roles. Detroit or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, where, I mean, for all the weaknesses it had, it did actually carry okay for a long period of time. Yeah, the art was right. I quite enjoyed it. Because yeah, they yeah. all got, you know, and, and again, it's that, yeah, it's not got the big hits because it's not got Super Bats and Wonder Woman in it, but actually it fills that family role element that you're talking about. Yeah. So, so, yeah, as I say, it was just this interesting... When when I first read it, I was like, why on earth has Tony given me this? <laughs> um, because it doesn't make any sense. Or, it, you know, it doesn't make... It doesn't stand out as being that fundamental in terms of, of an important set of issues. The introduction of Taskmaster, 
Yeah, but as you say, he's not not the biggest character in the world. No, need um, they change him. I just wanted it, something that was you know, and, a steady but, but then, Marvel title, you know. Yeah, and 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 I get that, and I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, I, my problem is I look at something like this and go, right, what's next? Is three hundred issues that come after it? Well, <laughs> and if I wanted it all, I'd have to go. Down. What's next is um, the I think is it is it Avengers Volume Three. The one that Perez goes back on. Mm. That's the one I would suggest you do because it's he's he's sharper, um, it's slicker, it's got a lot of the same characters in it, but it's told at a slightly different pace, but it's still good. Yeah. You know, I mean I I'm I don't know if you're, you're I think you're probably the same. I'd read anything that Perez draws, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. It gives give, give more things I don't. Yeah, yeah. Shall we move on to Perez? Yeah, good idea. Let's, Before let's... we do, shall I just give a quick shout out to Jim Salakrup, the editor? Um, started mm-hmm. at Marvel when he was 15 years old. One of his first jobs was fetching Stan's wig. Um, he edited <laughs> The Avengers, Uncanny X-Men, Fantastic Four, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, in 1992, became the editor-in-chief at Topps Comics. He's a trustee at Mocha. And he's still in comics now. There's, if you go to Perch's um, comics, I think it's Comics by Perch is the YouTube channel. There's a great interview yep. with him on there. He's, and if you're a friend of Jim Salicrups on Facebook, he sends, you a, he sends you a happy birthday every year. So there you go. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. Good. So, Mr. Perez. Top books were good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, Mr. Perez. Uh, born 9th of June, 54, New York City, in the South Bronx. Uh, mum, and, mum and dad were from Puerto Rico. Um, in 1973, he got a job as Rich as Rick Buckler's assistant. Now, having met Mr. Buckler uh, when he was alive, God bless him, I can't imagine that would have been that he was the easiest of bosses. He's got <laughs> quite, a, quite a lively reputation. There. Even um, Don McGregor talks a bit about it. Um his first pub, uh, George's first published work was on a two-page parody story of Deathlock in Astounding Tales number 25. Um, and he said that Buckler actually drew Deathlock. He wouldn't let him draw it, and he drew the rest of it. Um, then he became a penciler in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, more of that soon, by the way, um, on Sons of the Tiger, written by Bill Mantlo. Um, and even then, if you read any of that, because it seems pretty fu- pretty fully formed already at that point to me, the art. You know? No, I wouldn't have, no. Um, it's certainly seen some of the art from it, but I've never read um, any of it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and he was doing stuff like Man Wolf. Um, he did Logan's Run around that time, didn't he? Um, yeah. And he created the White Tiger, who uh, isn't the White Tiger going to be in one of the Marvel TVs? I don't know, something like that. So, you know, hopefully he'll get a few quid. Um, mm. He then penciled some of the issues of the Inhumans, uh, Fantastic Four. Um, and the FF Annual was the first time he collaborated with Marv Wolfman. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a minute. And did the Avengers. While still drawing the Avengers, Perez started drawing the New Teen Titans, which is kind of a bit unheard of at the time, wasn't it, to be on books of both companies? Yeah, he was finishing. And he'd, 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 he's, cause I'd, one of the books I was reading was The Art of Jock Perez, um, right. nice big hardcover by IDW. Okay. Um, and he was... Yeah, he basically had a contract to finish out X number of issues and then then move over. Because um, we've seen by that point, by the, the mid to late 70s and going into the early 80s, he was doing three and a half books a month. Yeah. And most of, most of those books were team books. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got, he got that mental reputation, didn't he, off the back of, well, many books, but Crisis was one of the big ones, wasn't it? Where he sort of just drew so many characters on a page. Um, I think it's he's re- he's now retired though, isn't he? He's actually retired from comics. Yeah. Um, he was at MCM 2019. Absolutely lovely. Had a great time chatting to him. Um, yeah, I met him in Edinburgh. He, 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 oh, 
2004, I think it was, okay. he was on holiday in Scotland yeah. and had basically just agreed to pop into Forbidden Planet Edinburgh. Um, the manageress who works there is a huge Wonder Woman fan. Oh, cool. And therefore he, he popped in just to, for an hour or so. And um, midweek, middle of the day, I, I just skied off work for an hour or so <laughs> and um, went and met him. So that was, was nice. Uh, good stuff. Now, and of course, got a shadow sketch. But that's good man, that's, good. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, now I'm yeah. going to ask you this question. I, I prepped you ready for it. So, um, peak. What is peak Perez for you? Peak Perez for me is New Teen Titans. Um, the middle of that run, probably. So before before the Baxter run, volume well, it's volume two, isn't it? I suppose because it was a Teen Titans book, wasn't it? But yeah, the, so it'd be Teen Teen Titans, Teen Titans post Crisis. Okay, probably probably be, be so that's sort of the brother the blood there, stuff you know and all that stuff was it? Yeah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Now the, the interesting thing there is it's a case of that's it, it, how much of that is Perez and how much of that is Perez and Wolfman together. Yeah, right. If you ask me, say when do I think he he's probably what was his his opus piece is probably Jaylee Avengers. Yeah, I was going to say that's right. the who who that, inks that, him that. on that? I've forgotten. I can't remember who inks him on that because the one you're talking about is mostly Romeo Tangle, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, Crisis is Dick Giordano. Um, he did. I forgot to mention he did some Marvel two in one. Um, and he, I think he inked himself because it just says writer Kurt Busiek, artist George Perez, colorist Tom Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds about right, yeah. That's a hell of a book. I remember that being... Now, yeah, I don't think the story is as good. I, and again, maybe that's because it's the... Yeah, it, it took so long to produce. And, yeah, and, it did, um, yeah. yeah. You know, well, no, no, the couple of missed didn't it, as well? Yeah. Yeah, a, a book 25 years in the making. Um, cover three features 208 characters. <laughs> On it, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So Paris is a number of of peak points. This is the thing where it's like, you yeah. know, yes, you know, because his Avengers run is obviously. I mean, it's hugely it, prolific. It, 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 there's um, you know, there's a thing that um, all... Patrick Zercher put out today, which I've seen before, but I thought I thought might be worth mentioning on this. And it's the it's the old list of who did the most pages, mm. and um, of everyone ever. So first is Kurt Swan, second John Buscema, third is Jack Kirby. But nineteenth is George Perez, which is saying a lot. That's a lot. He, he drew. I, I would then turn around and say, yeah, the, who drew the most characters? Yeah, it'd be him, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be. <laughs> but he drew yeah. eight thousand two hundred sixty pages and three hundred and forty-five issues, which is pretty good going. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of his multiple peaks, you're you're you know, is it, it, Marvel? Maybe that was his launch pad. The you know the, the Marvel piece. Yeah. New the the new Team Titans. Everyone forgets how big a book that oh, was. Oh, mate, it was New Teen Titans and, yeah. or X Men. They were the two books, weren't they? It was, yeah. a, you know, and it was the most important, you know, one of the most important books of the early eighties. It's so well written, um, and and the art is gorgeous in terms of the the characters across it. It's full of characters who start off as nobodies, and you know, because Starfire and Raven were both created, you know, directly for it. Yeah, nobody really cared about Donna Troy prior to that. And um, you know, Kid Flash was 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 an absolute joke. So that you know, that is a big peak in, in terms, of, and it just gets stronger and stronger throughout. 
there's you know the the you know the art in that is, is stunning the writing for it's stunning you then move into crisis which you know there, there aren't many people who can say they have an era of comics i was gonna say named after them it's not named after them but you know we we ban we throw around the statement of pre and post crisis just being you know you know but that 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 was era defining in terms of a set of books, and there's you know there's images in in that that crisis book set that have been homaged more yeah. than than you know I, I I reckon that the cover of Superman holding um, spoilers oh, yeah the dead Supergirl um. That that cover is probably one of the most homaged covers. Yeah, there's whole. And, you know, there's, there's a there's a, a a Facebook page that just does, you know, homages and you know swipes, yeah. and that is always appearing on there. Yeah. Yeah, and that and the 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 death of the Flash as well, which is is absolutely beautiful thing to you know the way it was put together and you know and a lot of that's to do with the writing itself. Now, Summer Crisis gets a little bit muddy in terms of the artwork in the side because they crammed so much in, into it. Yeah. You know, there's, and there, there's so much going on. Um, but you know, that, that has to be held as, as some sort of real high point because it changed everything for the DC Universe. Yeah. And following on from that, there was the two other books that he was really heavily involved in, which was the history of the DC Universe and Who's Who, which had just come out in an omnibus. Oh, yeah, I must get now, that, you know. Have you bought that, have you? While he... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, again. It, it's gone on my reference shelf. <laughs> Something yeah. to, so, and I feel like, you know, okay, he doesn't do all the. He does all the covers, right? But you know, for that as well. So again, it's just him going, yeah. Oh, you want 20, 20, 20 characters on the cover? Yep, let me go. Um, he, he has said that he has ended up with a reputation of going. You know, can't, it would be nice if somebody would just come and ask me to draw. You know, I'd be invited to do the, um, the variant cover that just features the one character on it, yeah. as opposed to being, oh, we've got this uh, variant cover that needs. Uh, we thought of you, George. Um, so that has to be considered a high point. I said, jail. His his run on Wonder Woman. He reinvented Wonder and Woman, and he wrote that as well. People forget that. Yeah, he wrote it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and you know, relaunched her as a you know a flagship character, created a whole mythos that still runs to this day, essentially. Um, in, in terms of the, the establishment of, of, of that Wonder Woman era. Um, and, you know, like, all of those things have to be, be treated as, as high points. And he did the first half of um, Infinity Gauntlet, which, again, is, you know, yeah, you're going... About that, yeah, okay, the best one. That, yeah. Would, that would arguably be a higher point if he'd done all of it, but, he, you know, he had falling out with, um, with various people at that point. And... <laughs> um, well, I think he ended up penciling or inking the rest of it, but you know, I think he just had too much on. Yeah. So you know, all of those things have to be seen as, as high points, and there's not really a duff book in there. No. And I think because I know I think it's quite well publicised that he had an issue with his eyes, didn't he? I think one of the reasons yeah. he's withdrawn, and I think you can see that a bit in Sirens. Uh, you know, have you have you read that the book Sirens? No, it's a little no, bit that's, of that. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what Boom Studios by the end. Yeah, but um, that's okay. Who would who would you put as your favourite inker then on his work? Um, that, <laughs> I really don't know actually. That's yeah. a that's a, that's a that's a real tough one. Yeah, because um, they do they do change his work, don't they? You can tell. And I, again, it's just because he puts so much onto onto our page. Yeah. It's, it's the. Mike DiCarlo does some really great stuff. Okay, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, because he, he did Crisis. And... I think it, um, Dick Giordano did some of Crisis as well. I think they shared it, didn't they? Is that right? Uh, Giordano edited it. Didn't he do some of the inks yeah. as well? I've got a feeling. Yeah, done. yeah. okay. Um, uh, well, sadly, Giordano did. Sorry, I'm, I'm just literally now flicking through the art of book, seeing what does. So, um, when he did a whole of the Green Lantern colors, it was just Giordano that did those. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he, he actually inked himself quite a lot. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Under yeah. he inked himself. Yeah, I like the um, the Gene the Gene Day, but I find Gene Day very overpowering. I just I just like the Gene Day look of it. I think it's it, uh, on the Marvel Two work one stuff he did, but. Yeah, the Romeo Tangle stuff in New Teen Titans. Romeo Tangle, yeah. New Teen Titans. Yeah. yeah, Joe Rubenstein, who did yes. say something funny like on that piece. Yeah. Was, again, that's that's some beautiful stuff in that. Yeah. Um, it's inked by George Perez as well. Which just flicking through a book of pictures that nobody else can see. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. It, well, it, it, the thing is, it has to be somebody that can deal with a thin line. That's the thing yeah. about it. Because if you're going to, you know, he's not somebody who deals with heavy blacks. Yeah. He's not that sort of artist where we've talked about people in the past too. Yeah, there's a brighter yeah. look to a lot of his pages, aren't there? You know, yeah. yeah. And that's why, and part of that is also this whole thing about, you know, do, dealing with um, team books where you want everybody to stand out differently so you can see them different. You know, you, yeah. you know who everybody is. He's very good at that. And to do that, you can't smudge it. Yeah, there, or you can't, you know, because if you put everybody in shadow, you, you don't know anybody. I like him with a bit of armor. I think he does armor well, or like metallic surfaces. You know, I think that works. You you look at Wonder Woman's shield or Iron Man's armor, and you know Quasar's gauntlets. There's some really good stuff there. I think. Um, I've got one other one other question I haven't warned you about. All right. Okay. Now the two big guys at the time. Uh, there was a bit of uh, a bit of jockeying for position going on, although as I understand it, they were quite friendly. I saw a video of them sitting at the same table at an awards lunch, giggling with each other. And then when one of them got an award, they said, uh, "I thought this was going to say George Perez on it." You know, it's like that. <laughs> so they're quite funny. I don't mind them. Um, so Burn or Perez? Perez for me. Perez, okay. Perez. Yeah. You know what? It, it's Perez for a team book. And um, and general storytelling. Okay. Yeah, Perez. You know, and that's partially because my you know my exposure to Burn is you know it's when we get to Superman, and I, I spent an awful lot of time reading Next Next Men. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, which by which point he'd become very scratchy. And we got we had style. the the OMAC stuff, didn't we? In the twenty one twelve stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over at DC and 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 all twenty one twelve was Dark Horse. Oh, was then, it? Because okay. um, that's what next men then went out of. Ah, okay. Anyway, we're picking. It no, I think you're right. Um, yeah, but but it, it's quite yeah, yeah. quite yeah. scratchy at that point in terms of the way you were, and I think. I love John Burns writing at that point. Um, I, th- I thought Next Man was great. I actually remember reading a couple of his novels that he put out at that point as well. Um, <laughs> the uh, Next Man, of course, is famous for having Hellboy's first appearance, isn't it? Yeah, uh, which is a good one. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, that, uh, but I think Perez for me is is much more your superhero artist of going. It, it, it's warmer, it's brighter, it, it's cosier. And and 
he he knows how to. Byrne turned a bit to the caricature to me. Um, his, I mean, his the stuff he did with Austin, the Fantastic Four stuff he did, and the Alpha Flight stuff he did, um, and then he slowly he became a bit more caricature-y. And we only got to talk about the the John Cleese Superman that we read for the Elseworlds. Yeah. So there's a bit of that going on sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it could be that the burn. Burns' best work was at Marvel. Well, I think so. Perez's best work was probably at DC, and therefore I know Perez a bit better. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. possibly why I'm. I mean, I'm uh, that if, way. if if there were, if I was in a comic shop and there there was the, both of them had a comic on the shelf, I'd be buying both of them. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. Mm. But, uh, I know it's a silly yeah. question. I just thought it was a good one. There's a lot. There's a lot of talk about if you dig through YouTube and look at some of the videos about them. There's a lot of talk about this perceived competition, and they were jockeying for Eagle Awards and all that sort of thing around the same time, weren't they? I think they pushed each other along. I think they anyway, did. I think um, you're right, man. Yeah, yeah. Which is great for that. Yeah. The only other thing I'd, I'd read that was worth mentioning about Perez that that amazed me is when um, his one of his main inspirations and the person that challenged him the most um, was uh, Garcia Lopez. Yes. Yeah. And when you you can see. I mean, it's one of these things. I said the root of all superhero drawing is Garcia Lopez. No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in terms of anything post mid seventies, um, and you know he takes his roots from Kurt Swan and, and, and so on and so forth. But um, and, and Dylan, the yeah. but it, it it's you know it, it was interesting that that's you know he he was looking at the work that Perry, that Garcia Lopez was producing and Perez was going that's where I want to go that's yeah, where I want Yeah you can see that to, can't you I mean the, the connecting tissue between Byrne and Perez as well is that they both went to Neil Adams for a portfolio review early on which was interesting as well yeah um, I can only imagine that would yeah how that went down with because uh, I would imagine that Byrne and Adams today would not get on Yeah you could imagine oh, Christ almighty yeah yeah you're right yeah <laughs> But I think both of them have said they came out of it better artists. Um, it's amazing the influence that... We laugh at Neil Adams, don't we, for being a bit crazy, a bit kooky. But he was such an amazing artist, what well, he still is. But, you know, he's such an impact. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's more some of his commercial things now that where everything's... Every night he seems to appear as, oh, Neil Adams has gone live on Facebook know, and it's yeah, him just, just yeah. chilling his way. Yeah. And you're like going, okay, mate, fine. It's that big uh, that, uh, that thing he has at conventions where you have to sort of walk in one way and walk out the other. You know, it's not just a table anymore, is it? It's almost like a, a whole shop on its own. Yeah. And $10 for a signature. Saying that, he was super uh, nice to me. I think I must have got a print off him when it wasn't. he wasn't paying, you know, for signatures. Um, well, yeah. no, it was a case of if you if you bought something, he would sign it. But if you turned up with something... Oh, right. That's what happens to me. I've got a couple of prints. And so I turned up and said, well, I'll have that sketchbook, please, or I'll have whatever, and he signed whatever. Yeah, I've got a picture on the wall right in front of me shaking his hand, and it was... He talked about the light on this picture. I had a ball with him. Absolute ball with him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good. Anyway, yeah. Good stuff, man. Right. Is there anything else to say about Mr. Perez or the Avengers? I think we're okay. I think we've done all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, Should we we turn, turn the spotlight back on you, babes? Um, if you wish <laughs> so you just uh, triumphantly finished your Kickstarter which came out like a week after it ended very well done sir yep um, Yep. so so I got a lovely uh, Jane McDonald sketch in mine very nice <laughs> yeah, so it's one of these ones I just keep a pile of um, Jane McDonald drawings of little, little sketches that I do throughout from one Kickstarter to the next and then you say oh here's uh, some rubbish that can go in other different people's I did do a sketch for that and today that I'm going to keep aside to give to you oh you did you sent me it yeah yeah okay, um, another classic 
yeah my terrible <laughs> reputation yeah 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 for your new collection it is maybe um, linked to the fact that steam steve sims sims did a picture of my bollocks and uh you've done a, a little reworking in your own way we'll save that for the moment but yeah yeah now very good um so um, how did you find that man how did you find doing the kickstarter because you're a bit of a master of it now and you've you got it is it a bit of a conveyor belt for you it's a little bit of a conveyor belt yeah. or the, in terms of I, I now know each of the stages and there's things that you i just replicate over and over yeah um to the extent that it's you know well i i put together a press pack uh, that i send out to people and and it, it's almost at the point where there's you know it's let's say it's 12 paragraphs long there's four lines in each that you change to say basically this is the new name of the book this is the new link this is the yeah. um you know a little bit of updates in terms of, of of dates and years and things you know so there's a lot of that where you can just go yeah it's it's, it's packaged up and, and out um the, the interesting one for me this time was the recognition that, you know, I, I've got very little patience. That, that's not my, <laughs> it's not my thing. There's a reason I produce comic strips that are three panels long because I want to get it over and done with and out, you yeah. know, and that's, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's gone. And the one thing that nobody tells you about Kickstarter is how much of a waiting game it is. Right. Okay. And how, because you're waiting for people to reply to their, well, well, no, no, you, you, it, it's it, it, way before then. Right. You, you submit your Kickstarter to, you know, the to Kickstarter for approval. Your, your campaign for approval, and you've got to wait for it to be approved. Once it's been approved, you set up your pre-launch page because that's what everybody does now. Yeah. It's it is the right thing to do for, yeah, for marketing perspectives. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you you put out your pre-launch page, and then you you have to wait because you're going. Well, I said I would launch it on the twentieth of the month. It's the tenth. I've got to wait ten days. You know, yeah. well. And, and because I'm one of these people that I, I finish the book before I even start the campaign, yeah. um, it, it's a case of I, I am literally just waiting to run the campaign at that point. I put the campaign out for, for 21 days. Um, the middle of the campaign always goes quiet. Yeah. But I don't want to I don't want to shorten it to, to 10 because I think that, or, or 14, I think it's too short. You can need to say, well, what if somebody's on holiday and misses it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does mean there's a way to that. You're right. The surveys go out. And then you have to wait for a response. I'm still waiting on. Yeah, some people take fucking of... forever. I know I'm one of the ones who's yeah. pain in your neck because I my um, my messaging thing on um, Kickstarter went down at one point. I think it was the project before last, wasn't it? And uh, I yeah, wasn't getting any messages. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah you know, I've sent I've sent some direct emails to them. I did because I got a lot of repeat business now. It's quite good because there are people I can go where I know how to get you in, in different ways, and yeah. that's all all over the world in terms of those things. Um. You're then waiting for the money to come in, which I should get tomorrow in terms of how it comes. Right. And 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 also there's a waiting thing about you post stuff out, and then you go, I wonder if it will get there. Yeah. So, you know, there's well, I never say to people, oh, it'd be really good if you could post a photograph of things arriving on you know on Twitter. Or the the benefit I have when people do do that is I can go, all right, so it started to land. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. You know, for just from a peace of mind perspective. Yeah. Um, so everyone in the UK should have theirs now, um, and America should be arriving probably from today, I guess, in terms of yes. the, the sort of time for that. Um, and I suppose Europe should have had theirs by now. I don't know how long it will take to get to Australia and Argentina, but it will get there <laughs> when, it, when they get there. Yeah. Cause it's, I'm, I'm going uh, south, of the, south of the equator again this time around. Nice um, one. But no, it's really, uh, yeah, and in terms of, of where we are. 
I'm 33 pages into the next book. Oh, nice. I was going to ask you what the next thing is. Is it now? I know it's not necessarily because you announced it. It's not necessarily going to be a penguin, is it? You're doing something else, aren't you, for the Dundee lot, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm working with with with, with Tom and the crew, um, where I'm doing a few pages for them that that will go into their their anthology. Um, you know what? There's a good chance the next Penguin will come out before that book does. In terms of touch of time. Yeah, I think he said last um, time he's just taking his time with it. I think they they don't want to put any pressure on themselves. I suppose I'm yeah, cool with that. Which is fine. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And in terms of what I'm putting together from them, anybody who ever saw my book sculpted that I did a few years back, which is what I called Comic Thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Where again, it's just one or two pages. So most of the things are either one page or two pages. Still, they're still quite short and tight. Yeah. Um, where I've um, I've been taking the opportunity to just try different art techniques and and, and play around with with that. Um, I've done a comic that's nothing but words, which seems weird, oh, cool. but it's panels but words. Yeah. Oh, nice. Anyway, um, and and so that that's with that, and and I'm, I'm waiting for uh, my my artist to finish what needs to go over to Sarah for the the ECP anthology. Oh, good man. Um, for the yeah, yeah. And draw. Yeah. Um, the art's essentially done, and each just needs to finish off um, crossing the T's and drawing the lowercase J's. Uh, so it, it, it looks really nice, which, which she's done with it. I'm really, really pleased with that. So who are you working with um, on that? Are you allowed to say? Or? Um, yeah, it was, I think it's been announced previously. So it's uh, your good friend, um, Helena. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, you said that's right. Yeah, good stuff, yeah. man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and she's used um, her husband as, um, as 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 design for one of the characters, which has ended up putting him in, in quite a compromising situation. Oh, nice! I don't want to see um, that. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, I did. did I've only apologised to. Him. Um, <laughs> Your mind's she, she, mind, I've got two in. Well, yeah. bizarrely, I've got two in there. So I've done something. I've got a one pager with four um, P, which is going in, and I've got a three pager with Cumber Cliff. So yeah. um, Cliff's almost finished his. I think if you if you follow him on Instagram, you'll have seen a couple of the pictures he's been doing. It's more Jean, yeah, yeah, isn't it? yeah. So. That's the one. Yeah, so we're quite excited by that. We're going to send it to her. I don't know what she'll make <laughs> of it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, you know, you you may yet appear in Loose Women. Yeah, oh, it's um... the dream. It <laughs> <laughs> should be the yeah. And we got a drink and draw on Friday, didn't we? We we do. Good man. Um, yeah. I need to talk Tom out of this idea of having a one live. Not all of us are in that there London, you know. I oh, know. Uh, if only, eh? So, um, <laughs> yeah, just because you lot will be at the mark, those of us that are north of the wall won't be. I know, I know. Um, it's a pain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that mark to start, start up. I want to see that bloke with his vest on again. I miss him. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what cons do, actually. Yeah. Place. I've, and, I've and had a while. big talk with Nobra about it on Friday. Yeah, we're talking. Well, there's a lot of conversations going on about it. I think. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what way it goes. Yeah, mm. and, and it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to to getting back to purely to the extent of actually seeing people. That as you say, you know, yeah, the drunken draw has been great, yeah. and long, long may they continue in, in some form or other. Yeah, definitely. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps not the, the same frequency or whatever, but um, yeah, no, nothing beats actually physically seeing somebody. Um, and, and well, most, most people, flesh. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, the other, yeah, there's the other thing. The, you, as far as I don't know, there's certain people you can't turn off. At least when <laughs> yeah. you're alcohol, you can walk away. You know? Oh, it's, Christ, I remember oh. from Thought Bubble last year, that that look you gave me. Yeah, still one of my funniest moments. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> And now you're married. Yeah. No, you're not. But, the, uh... Well, thought bubble uh, or two years back, or say last year it was two years back. Yeah, uh, that, that's paid off this Kickstarter because uh, somebody picked it up from that. Who picked up stuff like that thought bubble oh, nice. and again came back for yet another set of books to be a birthday present for somebody else. So you know, all of that. You know, it's that whole people who say, "Oh, I didn't have a great show or whatever." They're going, "Yeah, but what groundwork have you laid for future things?" Yeah. That's what you've got to think about as well. It's not just the yeah. there and then. Why all these people who go, um, "I didn't have a great show," I'm going to say, "Okay, well, how much was your hotel? How much was the petrol? How much were your meals?" And you're going to tell me that you made enough to cover all that? Really? You know, I don't think you did, did you? There's very few people who can state that fact. Is there? You know, factor in the, pro- the where... price of printing and everything. You know. Yeah, I mean, as I say, that's. You know, my my my, um, my real world background does take me into to a lot of that in terms of understanding. Yeah, and that's where I know that that you you've got to do certain shows you don't like because they pay for shows that you do yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that yeah. why why do I do MCM? You know, because MCM's got nothing to do with it. I I would not go to MCM as a punter. Yeah, but you know. Sometimes it's just like telling shit off about it. That's why we do it, man. Goals, right? Yeah, it's why no brad does and, it. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, the, the last time Jamie went to it, I mean, I could go to Nottingham. And it caught, you know, I was going to say it cost me nothing. That's sort of what, it, what we've basically said is if you take the profits for one and you spend it on the bit that you want to, you know, to go and see the people you want to see. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter that it's 200 quid on, on petrol or in mileage. Yeah. Um, because, of, because they're off sex. Um, and that's the way that you've got got to do. You know, you just got pick and choose your battles. Um, and then people are horrendous on marketing themselves when they're at cons. There's there's a long debate for yeah, exactly. The day about yeah, cable layouts and standing up and looking people in the eyes. Oh, mate, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good. Now we're going to um, probably talk in a second about our next one. Did you want to? Mm-hmm. Did you have one in mind yet? Or um, I. I, I well, so like I said at the start of this that you know I've always picked the book. Generally, I come to you with a list of we've always had lots of alternatives, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and said let you pick, but there's there's possibly been a book that I've raised with you more than once. Oh, okay. Um, and m- maybe I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that that's what I think we should do. So it's a book that I've, I've been trying to get you to read for yeah for a few few shows. Let, let's let's go with that. Okay. Well, did you want to yeah, say? That, that, did you want to say now? No, no. Let, let, okay. let, let's leave right. that to, to things. People are going, oh, if if, it's been, if he's been asking for it for a long time, it must be good. So I just hope it is. Um, the Lady Death <laughs> Foil Special. Well, yeah. Exactly. You know, <laughs> um, and it's 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 um, it's, it's it's in a format that's or it uses an art style that we've not discussed. Oh, yet. okay. Oh, let's yeah. Tell me in a second. All yeah. right, geezer. So where can we find you online, and um, where can we buy books, etc.? If you want to find me, just search for Pendagwin anywhere on social media, and um, all of us have got links to the shop from there. Cool. That's the There'll be a link in the show notes. Thank you, man. Good stuff. If you um, keep your eye out on Friday, the new ep- the new issue of Hercules Hercules Weapon of Mass Destruction is dropping. Keep your eye on for that. It's going to be magazine format, forty pages, black and white artwork. It's gorgeous looking artwork from Adam. 
and otherwise go to tribute press so go to patreon.com forward slash tribute press thank you very much uh, by the way al for signing up it's very kind of you man yeah, that's good. um and I'll write my daily email of uh, yeah page of yeah there's something every day so which we're, we're quite proud of every day of the week you'll get a page of art page of comic and at the weekend you get extras so go and have a look at that it's uh, only one pound 49 a month i think that's pretty good value for what you get but uh, yeah. yeah good stuff thanks man and we shall continue talking in a second Look, I, I told I told Brother Esmond not to... He, he just went out there and he did it. I told him not to piss off the federal agents. Now they're shooting at it. Uh, oh, hi. Uh, welcome to the Cult of Q. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for your membership. It has been gratefully enjoyed. And um, we have been gratefully enjoying your money and um, having an awful lot of sex. Yes, we do. Um, sex at the Cult of Q. And... Um, yeah, just ignore the noise outside. Everything's fine. Everything's okay here. Um, please don't forget to send cash or check to, uh, uh, to the P.O. box below. Thank you. Mm-hmm.